Hello, welcome back to another episode of Bevelations! Cocktails and conversations with Philly's most fabulous. It is Bev. We are back. Look at us. We've recorded consistently as we advertised. That'll never happen again. But yes, we're back with another episode to tide you all over during this super fun and exciting social distancing quarantine life that we're all now having to deal with. So today we have an episode that is chock full of fun with a brand new guest never been on the podcast before, the fabulous Lady E, a former Miss Taboo, a um, hardworking queen who started drag later into life than most baby queens do. So she has a fun, exciting experience to talk to you all about. Uh, make sure you hit the follow and subscribe button for the podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at it's bitch. Uh, if you like the episode and want to send a couple dollars my way on Venmo, it's also at it's bitch. Until then, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode of Bevelations. Bye. All right, welcome back to another exciting episode of Bevelations, Cocktails and Conversations with Philly's Most Fabulous. Hello, it's Bev. Look at us. We're recording actually two podcasts in a row like we said we would. As always, I'm joined by Jeremiah. Oh, hello, you. Oh, hello, you. And today we're joined by huge fan of the podcast, I'm sure. (laughs) <laughs> Long time listener, first time uh, guest, it's the Lady E. Hi, everybody. Hi. We brought Grandma out today, even though in the threat of quarantine. We, yes, I'm we, very we're, susceptible. We're making her. an elderly person come out of their home. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Um, the The comeback episode just came out today. I've gotten some good responses to it. People are enjoying it, so I figure why not follow it up with something else. I'm not fucking doing anything else. We're all sitting around just like, mm. Good, we didn't offend anybody, did we? We No, I've only gotten positive feedback so far, so that's good. Perfect. Plenty of room to go downhill from there. There we are. We're all drinking, <laughs> <laughs> We're all drinking a lovely glass of wine. Cheers. Cheers. And we Cheers. have one of each. We have, we have one of rose. each. I, ha- I have a Pinot Grigio. I have a rosé. And I have a red. And Perfect. you better believe I brought this shit in a water bottle you because did. I am not going to steal from someone else's stash. Exactly. Respect, respect the hoard. And I brought my boxed red. <laughs> so welcome so how's everyone surviving in these uh in these end of days um i'm good went to the grocery store today because i ran out of cat litter um so what i what i also wanted to to see is like the actual shelves themselves no beans no pasta but plenty of wine so i think i'll be okay that's important You'll survive, yes, I think. <laughs> and ma'am, how are you doing? I am good. Other than work losing their minds over us not actually being on the road and working, I'm like, okay, I'll spring clean. I'll yeah. I YouTubed some incredibly hot guy to do yoga to in the mornings. So oh, okay. Oh yeah, I was wondering. So you know I'll how people how the gym people are going to survive now that the gyms are closed. I know that like on demand Comcast has like some like workout routines and stuff as well that you can. Watch. I was just YouTubing. I'm like, let me find some yoga people. I'm like, and this, it, he's gorgeous. He popped up. I was like, I'll listen to you. I'll look at you. <laughs> Did you see that there's a meme out there about the Peloton girl where she's like, not such a bad gift now, is it? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, now that people can't get into the gyms. Um, we'll all have dad bods by the time Memorial Day rolls around. So Hey, I'm either losing I'm fine with pounds, that. I like a little gain in meat things. on their bones. We'll see. You know me. I'm going to P-Town this year again, so I can't have a dad bod. Oh, well. <laughs> 
You, uh, yours would be a granddad bod, so it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lady E, tell us a little about your little... I'm already drunk. A little bit about <laughs> yourself. This is your first time on the podcast. Where are you from? Originally from Allentown, Pennsylvania, about an hour-ish north of here, for those who don't know. Allentown? Yes. The Lehigh Valley. Yes. Stonewall. If a lot of... Any, the one gay bar left in Allentown. Yeah. Yes. And what brought you to Philly? Work, actually. Uh, it was 1999. I got a job at the King of Prussia Mall, and then about a year later, I moved to I moved to the suburbs first. I didn't move into the city right away. I lived in Swarthmore. Never heard of Delco. it. Delco. Oh, well, there you go. But the good part of Delco. Sorry, Dylan. Iris. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Amory Pat. Um, uh, so. You've been doing drag now in Philly for how long? It's three and a half years. Three and a half years. Yes. And do you mind telling the kids at home your age, for those who don't know? I'm 29. <laughs> She's 29 <laughs> times two plus two. Add, add four, divide the three, carry the thing, do the root. Divide by five. I was just pie. remembering this morning how I told Cleopatra not to hook up with Mark Antony, but she didn't listen. <laughs> Anyway, I'm 51. She's 51 <laughs> years old. So you just started doing drag three years ago. So that was a, that was a, uh, we were now we're seeing drag queens who are like fucking six, 16 years old coming out. 14, here. 12 years old. Right? Yeah, it's insane. Um, what made you after, I don't want to say late in life, but like no. after a career also kind of had you always kind of played around with makeup. Like I remember you kind of always dressing a little more avant-garde. Yes. I, I, I'm a club kid from the 90s. I didn't do the sort of over-the-top... You didn't like, murder anybody? I didn't murder anybody. <laughs> Just lots of drugs. Just Although, lots. I was there. Um, in those clubs. Maybe at that time. Um, I didn't do the over-the-top looks like the Lee Bowery or like what Pi does now. I was, I was like... I wanted... I, did, I went to high school. I came out of high school being a nerd. Thick glasses, too skinny, this tall. I wanted to be... Like, pretend I was in a magazine. And so this I was during to, the Great Depression. This is, yes, exactly. I wanted to be, like, a model, so I would dress, like, in, like, whatever fashion I could afford uh -huh. and go that way. A little bit of black eyeliner, and then that's what I would do. And then over time, I got into the goth scene. I got into my friend Robert Drake does the New Wave party that's been going on for decades at this point. Uh, I did the whole New Wave thing, revival. So I've done all kinds of things. Drag was just something very... I never thought of doing it, but it just sort of like, hmm, let's see how this works. Actually, the first time I saw you in drag was, I think, your actual first time performing at Amateur Drag Night. Shout yes. out for events. Yes. Um, and it, you were really quite interesting because it wasn't the standard uh, that we that kind of RuPaul's drag race has kind of carved out, right? It, it had its own artistic Which is what I do it. now. Right. <laughs> Well, evolution. <laughs> Don't we all abandon our concepts eventually? <laughs> As I'm raising my hand, uh, yeah. morals. What are those? You know, we all just eventually want to make money. Um, which, by the way, we'll give you our Venmo information at the end of this uh, podcast. But um, so the lady E, the E stands for. <laughs> it has changed so much over time. Uh -huh. um, as a sci-fi fantasy nerd, uh, I my first very first look was Outfest. Before I started performing, before you saw me, Jeremiah, at, at the amateur show, I, I did this full steampunk, sort of androgynous, gender-fluid look, because 
these are the words these days. Um, wait, where I, I lost my train of thought. You, your first time in drag. Oh, it was my, so my first time in drag, I wanted to do something very different. I didn't perform. I was just out for Outfest. I put on the look, and it was fun. And then I did it again. There was some special one-off event at Voyeur. Um, I think Lola came down. Lola Von Rocks came down and did a show. Oh, big heart. Big shout out. Love you. Yes. Love you, Chrissy. Uh, and then I did another look, and somebody used to work with years ago uh, in the original days of Bitch Fest recommended uh, that I do amateur shows. Who shall not be named. Um, and that's when I decided to do John's amateur show, um, where you saw me for the first time. But, the, oh, the Lady E. E comes from, so I was looking for a, a, an old Victorian name. And I literally went on to one of those, like, name generators. To be current with the kids, he thought, what's an old Victorian name? Exactly, yes. <laughs> so I went on to one, I found one of those name generators, and I put in classic Victorian name or whatever it was. And the name that came up was, like, five names long. It was The Lady Cordelia Ermeline Bennett. I'm like, this is never going to work because drag queens are usually too drunk or too high to say anything on a microphone after 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I, I went with Ermeline because it was different. No one could pronounce it. and Not even sober. Not even sober, no. Guilty. Uh, so after that first amateur night, I think I did, I don't know if I did Drag Arena or if I did the second amateur time I, think I don't did. know which one came first. I think you did Drag Arena, and then in after between. Drag Arena, you became... Because at Drag Arena... The reason yeah. I am the Lady E is all because of Aloe Vera and Drag Arena, which is now Dragorama. I was there, and it happened to be that night when a lot of the established queens were in the audience. She tried to say my name on the microphone. She's like, fuck it, I can't say this name. She's like, you're the Lady E. And it stuck. Since then... That's it. So I, I've kept the E. So I've yet seen... another thing that aloe vera has ruined throughout <laughs> More her health, her love life, your drag name. Shout out, Shout out to aloe vera. I ha there is, on my Instagram, there is, I have finally settled on a name for E when people ask. Most people think it has to do with ecstasy because we may have dabbled a lot. Um, but no, I, I, I took Alaria Sands from Game of Thrones. So it's Lady Alaria if I ever have to put it, a name. Oh, to I didn't even know that. I yeah. still thought it was Ermeline. Nope. That, that died a long time ago. Oh, well, <laughs> may she rest in peace. That's okay. This one's been in drag for five minutes and already had three different drag names. So it's okay, fine. Okay, so first of all, I'm it's, aware. Only been, it's only been two names. <laughs> only been two. And like you, most people can't pronounce my full name because they end just, they can't. It's, it is what well, it is. That's it's fine. also a reference that not a lot of people get. I mean, that's true. But true. I'll, I'll probably eventually change so point. describe your look, describe your drag now as to where, what it is right now. Uh, I, I did a show recently with, with Fancy up in Phoenixville, and there was a queen that I had never met. And we were, she asked me that question. I said, basically, I, if, if I don't like being labeled a pageant queen, even though some people think I am. I'm like, fine, I'm a goth pageant queen, because I pretty much always wear black as a boy or as a girl. Um, I, I have that sort of darker aesthetic. I don't do the sort of alt style that maybe Onyx does or a few other queens do, but it's definitely a little bit along uh, the darker sort of mm -hmm. more dramatic, I guess. I don't know if dramatic is the right word because it's drag, but mm -hmm. yeah, a little more, a little mm -hmm. darker. So basically you're that bitch from Death Becomes Her who has the, the vial of immortal juice. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, yeah, what's her name? <laughs> uh, Liesel von Woolman. That's her name. Uh, Isabella Rossellini. I love that movie. Um, I love it. Isabella and Rossellini. And then you, you, you started getting into pageantry a little bit here and there lately. Yes. Well, I, it started with Miss Taboo. You're um, welcome. Which you won. Which I won. Which was so much. Bow down, bitches. <laughs> Bow. Just kidding. That was. She couldn't have done it without me. I'm just pointing that out. Okay. Oh, no, it's 100% it's true. It's all about you, Jeremiah. Uh, <laughs> Nevaeh came up to me 10 days before that pageant. We were at Drag Arena, and she's like, she said to me, she says, I think you should do this. I think it'd be really good for you. Well, that's exciting that Nevaeh Shea thought of something 10 days before it actually happened. Because <laughs> that never happens. Shout out to Nevaeh Shea. Twice she's been referenced in the last few podcasts. Right? <laughs> Shout out. One day, if she it ever was, figures out what a podcast is, I'll have her on it. It was, oh, I thought you had her on it. I, wasn't she on it? No. Oh, okay. No, I had Cherry, but not Nevaeh. Okay. Basically, she, basically the same thing. Same amount of brain cells. Shout out yeah. to both of them. <laughs> I, no arguments. Um, she came up to me. She's like, I think it'd be really good for you. I think you'd be really good for the bar. I said, I don't know anything about a pageant, even though I was eligible at that point to do the amateur pageant for Latage because I had won that one in May of that year. So she said, just think about it, do it. I talked to Al, I talked to Gage. So they're like, yes, you need to do this. They wound up painting me. Jeremiah dressed me. Um, I put shit together in 10 days and yeah. won. Also, shout out Callie Couture for also helping with the dressing. She was there. Callie was there. Mm-hmm. She gave me some great advice because she is the pageant queen. Yeah, she gave me a lot of good advice. So I had a team of four people at that time. And because Gal- uh, 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 Geisha and Al were painting me, a lot of people thought for a long time that I was a Stratton, which I am not. I am a- oh, you're the one who's not. I'm just a Stratton adjacent <laughs> or whatever. How are you going to say it? You're a distant cousin. Yeah. They're, they're, like, like, they're like coronavirus. Eventually, everyone will become one. That's oh, fine. wow. But- <laughs> I'm just going to sip my wine. The Stratton virus. Shout well, out. Love you all. They, they helped mm. me. I, I owe them a lot of thanks, because, but especially Aloe, because she was really one of the first people to embrace what I did. Uh, at the time, and really gave me a lot of advice, and then Geisha was right after her. So those two in yeah. particular, they really helped me along. I feel like you're similar in the same way to Aloe as well, where it's like, yeah, you can do like top forty boppy kind of stuff mm-hmm. when the gig requires that, but then also like your wheelhouse is like the more alternative, like. Yeah, I have a lot of songs that would... Not goth, but, like, just something that, like, not a lot of people coming to a Monday night dragorama show or an amateur night show would expect to see. Like, the number that always makes me think of you is when you do the Divas song from Fifth Element. That's my favorite, and it's it's always something that I'm going to work on. It's always yeah, something I'm like, gonna that's the number on. that I, like... And it's, like, if you don't get that reference, because, I mean, that movie came out, what, in the early 2000s? years ago. Yeah. yeah, what, like, late, late 90s, 90, late 90s, 90, yeah, something yeah. like that? It was like late '90s, early 2000s, but it's like the gays, like the gays that fucking get that reference, get that Lose reference. Their yeah, when I do that number, yes. and you do it well, but it's just like it's not gonna appeal to that. Like I want to hear "Stupid Love" kind yeah. of a crowd, <laughs> which I do at brunch. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, but see, but you're smart because you've realized that, like, okay, it's like Sharon Needle said on Drag Race. She's like, there's. Uh, looks that she knows what she has to do when she needs to pay the fucking bills. Yep. And then there's there's looks there's, that she can do when she says, fuck it, I'm doing this for me. Yeah, exactly. And I think we yeah. all, working queens, eventually do that because, yeah, my wheelhouse isn't just bopping around doing shit for a bachelorette party, but sometimes that's what I got to do. Yeah, And exactly. then I'll do my crude, funny other shit 
at my own shows. Yeah, we talked about that last podcast about yeah. like inspiration and things like that. Yes, there are those numbers that you just kind of throw together because you need to have them done for yes. a gig. Right. Totally. And you know yes. they're, they're going to make you money versus the ones that are creatively fulfilling. I don't exactly. want to rehash, but like, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. No, it's 100% true. I have a bunch of numbers that are just strictly... Basically, me wanting to fulfill whatever express, whatever, however I want to express myself, whatever sort of creative vibe I have at the moment that I know is not, it's not going to go at brunch. Right. But. Well, speaking of express yourself, look at that transition. You got to impersonate. <laughs> look at me there. That was, that was, that was, that was smooth. Thank you. Thank you. I just thought of that. Gonna... You got to impersonate um, Madonna at the uh, flower show. Tell yes. us about that. Yes. That was, that was out of the blue. Um, John Bird. Broadevents.com. He said to me, it was probably almost a month before. He says, what are you doing February 29th? I'm like, I think it's the one Saturday I have off. He's like, not anymore. He's like, I just booked you to do the flower show because they want somebody to do Madonna. Uh, They were doing uh, an 80s theme night and they wanted 80s Madonna. So anything after 89, no. And they wanted someone who remembered the 80s. Exactly. That's exciting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, it's very interesting. It was... It was a weird, it was a good gig in the sense that it was a different venue and I got to really push what I could do as Madonna because I do her for uh, Diva Royale, I do her at John Show Illusions, uh, but that was a bit more like, okay, I need to really polish this look right. and make it a little bit more specific rather than just like my face with a Madonna look. Yeah, I actually yeah. concentrated on the makeup to make me more... Right. To make Jay Leno look like Madonna, which is hard to do with this chin. Jay look like Madonna. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it was a great experience. I really liked it. That's funny. They didn't have a lot of booze. They didn't, but we met a really good friend, a friend of a friend, actually, who hooked us up with wine for the rest of the night. She sure fucking did, and it was really tasty. Yes. My friend Kevin Kong, who's a DJ in the city, his girlfriend was uh, working the Chad's Ford booth that night, and I never had met her before. We just got to talking, and she's like, oh, I'm Kevin Kong's boy girlfriend, and I'm like... Wait, I've known Kevin forever. And Ke- for those of you who don't know who Kevin is, he's an amazing DJ in the city. Mm-hmm. I've worked with him. Um, so we kiki the entire night, and she hooked us up the entire night with Chad's Ford wine. So thank you. Oh, <laughs> and I may have flirted with the lighting designer via grinder, but I won't confirm yes, that. Well, because, you're, yes, that's the, because the you're classy, <laughs> and you were there to help your friend. Uh, so my, yeah, you the, the helper to... that I could not find because well, he was too busy like doing God knows what, getting where. Dick. Getting dick. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I wish I got dick. Right. He was cute, though. <laughs> he was cute. So, um, anything else you want to talk about before we move on to our viewer, our viewer questions, <laughs> listener, this is an auditory <laughs> medium, our, uh, listener question. This is like the view. There's no audience. Exactly. <laughs> we should clink before we, uh, why answer these questions because it's a sound effect and it's, it uh, it's an auditory let's just, yep, let's just spread the virus. Perfect. All right. We've all been out multiple nights in the last week. If right. we don't have it by now. That's true. So, um, since we're kind of already talking about it, um, two questions that were asked that are similar. Uh, just that queen responded, what is your take on the standard of drag in Philadelphia? And then I am the real Cesario sent a few questions. One of them being what thoughts on other forms of drag in parentheses, Kings, femme Queens, trans artists, etc." Do you want me to start? So that's a that's a lot. So to, which that's a lot to do? unpack. I mean, yeah. that's they're similar. What, like, I what do we think about the standard of drag in Philadelphia and what, then I, other I, forms of drag within that okay. community? So I like just from an observer perspective. Which and thank then, you for your questions. 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, from an observer perspective initially and then coming in as a newer queen, it, the landscape has drastically changed. Mm -hmm. So I think you have a, a, a lot of uh, more established queens and a lot of newer queens and a blend of, of the two. And they don't always translate to the same style. And I, I like seeing the diversity and what creativity other people have because that inspires me. So I'm, I'm happy that the standard of drag has changed over the last couple of years. Um, I hope that's worth what they were asking about. Um, I mean, I don't know what the, they're not here to ask, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not. I know I've talked about it on my social media, but like um, myself, Vinchel and Brittany Lynn are being filmed right now for this podcast. Uh, this podcast, fuck me, for this <laughs> documentary, documentary documentary movie called uh, City of Sisterly Love, and. Um, They've been following us around at gigs, and then we also did some out-of-drag and in-drag interviews. And one of the questions was, well, what makes Philly different than any other cities? And I think that the st one of the things that is so great about Philly is that the quote-unquote standard of drag is so diverse in that at least the communities that I've come from, which are like the Baltimore, D.C. drag community, right. if you're not doing a dance costume, doing a dance song in a leotard costume with like thigh high boots, or you're not standing in a gown with an updo, you're not quote unquote doing, doing drag. drag. Yep. Philly has yeah. a scene. If you want to see uh, devil drag, goth, they have it. If you want to see like Sutton does a show that's all about live like murder, there's a show for it. I did a fucking Real Housewives show. There's drag kings. There's burlesque and drag together. There's non-binary and, and genderqueer performers that have their own shows. I don't, at least in, from what I'm seeing, at least from social media and from my experience with community back home, there's not a lot of that diversity in other cities. No, there's not. Yeah, I agree. I, I've been lucky to work in other cities, and I would say the same thing, that you don't see... It's, there's usually three lanes, two lanes that you can do drag in, and if you're not right. doing drag in one of those lanes, that's it. You're, you're quote-unquote not doing drag by mm -hmm. their standards. Whereas, I'm going to echo the same thing you've just said, that in this city, you get to see so much. You can see someone like Pi and Onyx doing something so left of field and still be incredibly good at it. You can see somebody like Asia Monroe, Lady Geisha, right. Callie, who are who love to do pageants, who love that sort of look. And then there's everything in between. There's comedy queens like you who just can like bring the house down through a number of whatever references that you're doing for that particular right, pop show. Cultural references. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's rare. I think we're lucky in the sense. I think us in Chicago are pretty like pretty much like that, where Chicago has a very di diverse scene also, because they have a lot of pageants, but they also have a lot of alt queens. They also have a lot of different styles, and mm -hmm. I think that's what separates us. I think it's hard because there is so many of us, and so many of us do well, so many different things, and, 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 and so few places there, to do it. When we when we're using the term alt drag, we're we're coming from old school, so we don't mean that it, it's not valid and doesn't mean to right. to sit in the center along with what traditional stra drag has been. It, it for for me, still learning a lot of the right terms to use. So I, I just don't want anybody to feel like we're ostracizing them by saying... Right, no, 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 no not drag. at all. I, I just, I, but I think a lot of uh, that particular segment of drag do also refer to... There, I think there was an alt pageant just recently, if I'm not mistaken. I forget the name of it. Uh, at Taboo. At Taboo. Alt Slot 69. Yes. So there is... They do... There, that label is not necessarily derogatory towards people who are doing a different style of drag. Mm -hmm. 
an alternative style. They're not doing, they're not putting on a pretty face and a gown. They're not putting on right. the typical, like, I got to cover it in Swarovski to make myself pretty. No, they're not doing that. They're doing their style, which is just as good as anything else. Right. Um, one thing I will say is uh, a quote that I overheard Tina Montgomery say, shout out to um, trans legend and Philly icon, Miss Tina Montgomery, um, when she was judging uh, the Vinchelle had like a, an amateur contest one month at um, Black Girl Magic. And she said to one of the contestants, you look beautiful. You look like a girl that I could see on the street. I'm not going to pay money for someone that I could just see when I walk past them on the street. So, and that, that reminded me kind of of a quote that I've always kind of kept as like my personal motto. That was a quote from Jackie Beat, which was a lot of girls want to look like the girl who works at the mall. If I want to see the girl who works at the mall, I'll go to the mall. Like, oh, I get it. Yes. Like do something yes. to make yourself stand out. Right. It's fine if you're buying something off of the rack or whatever. Right. Just do something to embellish it and bring it up a little bit. So yes. if I had to say anything about the standard of Dragon Philly, I think is that we, it's elevated, but I think it, it can still be elevated a bit more because as newer queens come out, yeah, it's easy to just buy something from Amazon yeah. and go out and get on the stage and earn your fourteen ninety five back for that one foam leotard right. every, with the shoulders that every drag queen has. <laughs> Do something to make it stand out a little bit, is I guess with the point that I'm saying, and it kind of stuck with me. And that's what Tina, I know, meant when she was giving that girl the, the critique that night. Kind of make it your own versus, like... Oh, 100%. Like, like, yes. do, do what you need to do for drag, but, like, make it your own. Kind of put your signature on it. Or if you're still trying to figure out your signature, try something. Try something different. I mean, to speak to your drag evolution, your, your drag has changed, so... Oh, of course, yes. I, and, but each time you put your stamp on it. So I've never, I've never looked at you in drag, unless I knew somebody like actually painted you that wasn't you and said, oh, this is very much this other person or this other persona. Right. Um, so it, stamp it. Well, even a sun, a Sunday night for the 10th anniversary of Taboo, I showed up, um, I, literally everything I had on, if it wasn't Amazon, it was the, the, the blazer that I wore over the leotard that I got from Iris was from Zara. So literally, a head to toe was probably like an eighty percent an Amazon purchase. But I put it together with different things, right? And it was styled it to elevate. Styled to elevate it. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't just like out of the bag. No, not at all. Yeah. Anything else no. on that? No. I'm okay. Um, next question uh, was also from I am the real Cesario, which says, "Do you think that after the coronavirus issue is over, digital drag shows will will still be common?" <laughs> no, and here's because now we've all seen in the last few days everyone's being very resourceful and yes. and um, at least putting some kind of content out there. That's what the purpose of us doing this again yes, is yes. that we're all obviously not getting creatively fulfilled on stages right now, but we can at least do something to put content out there. Eric Jaffe had their brunch. Chichi Gonzalez did Dragorama on Instagram Live last night. I know Icon Ebony Fierce is doing something tonight. Well, Iris it'll be, did. Um, this will come out probably Wednesday or Thursday, but it will have been Tuesday night. Iris did her whole sewing Iris tutorial did her sewing last night. Tutorial. Yeah. Um, follow Eric Jaffe's Facebook because he has like a schedule of Thanks. all of them. But um, what do we think about people doing that? I, I honestly don't think it's going to last as long. If you remember a couple years ago where everyone was like, Watch me paint while I'm getting ready yeah. on Facebook Live. I think we're going to run through that same kind of cycle of 
we're going to obviously be there to support each other, but once the the social distancing has kind of ended, we're going to get back and into each other's personal spaces, right. and, and I think the the trend will die down. I don't remember which... Somebody said it. It was a drag queen that said it on Facebook just a couple of days ago, or actually probably yesterday, when all of this started to happen, everybody started to post these things that they're going to do live. Um, I think it was a New York queen that said, oh, all of a sudden the Instagram queens are suddenly relevant because <laughs> what they've been doing for years in their bedrooms is now what mm-hmm. everyone's going to be doing to produce some sort of creative content to keep themselves going, to keep themselves active, to keep themselves, like, motivated. I mean, yeah, I mean, th- I feel like we're just doing it all right now out of necessity. Yeah. And as time progresses and whether or not these lift, whether these... Um, suggested social distancing slash quarantine or whatever continues or it gets lifted sooner rather than later. I have a feeling the longer that we're all sequestered, the bigger it's going to be where it's people are the second that we're allowed to get the fuck out of the house. People are going to get the fuck Fuck. out of the house. Yeah. And I think that they should, because obviously the businesses that we all work for are hurting as well because they're not having any income. And so they're going to need to recoup all that when the doors finally reopen. Oh yeah. Again. Well, it's interesting. um, I think it's great to have as an alternative, but I hope that people get the fuck out and go support businesses once we're able to. We had the last Saturday night. We did Diva Royale. It was obviously the last one now for a couple of weeks because everything is shut down. And in the group chat, we all kept asking, is this going to happen? And Carly had said, well, as long as Woody's isn't closed, we're still going to do it. Because we still have, I forget how many people, I think it was like 59, 60 people, whatever, had paid for tickets. The crowd, clearly, they were great. They were wonderful. They took care of us. But they were clearly like, we want to be out because we think this is the last time we're going to be out. Yeah. Like, you could yeah. feel that sort of, not I don't want to say anxiousness in a bad way, but you could feel that anxiety of like, we're going to have fun tonight. We don't care because we probably won't be able to go out next weekend. Yeah, the impending FOMO was very, exactly. very real. Yeah. So that's what, we got that vibe very clearly Saturday night at that show. It was just like, oh, oh okay, wow. And it <laughs> also sucks for those types of shows, like the brunches that we do, and then like the Diva Royale, and um, I'm getting ready to start doing a thing with Mimi um, called Philly Girls Night that are geared specifically towards bachelorette and birthday parties and we're like heading right into spring wedding season yep yep and the weather is about to finally start getting nice again people are gonna want to go out and do things it's like well now we can't do it so but i think as once this is all over yeah it's gonna be like a tsunami of like we're going out we're gonna and then everyone's gonna be super busy for a while yeah and on a, <laughs> and then we'll all get reinfected on an unrelated <laughs> note but related note i want to stop using the term social distancing because we're still able to connect with each other i prefer the term physical distancing because we're just trying not to be physically close to each other but bitch if like you don't that. think i'm gonna yes. text you right. or facetime Sometimes you when <laughs> we touch oh god they're, they're, having, they're having a moment everyone they're having a moment you're sweaty why are you sweaty Ew. I, i'm warm you're I schwitz all the time. Well, related to that question, Kyle, not Kale, uh, responded, uh, thoughts on gays continuing to go out in the pandemic. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no place for you to go now anyway. Where are you going? I will say I've been very, I've had to go into my office the last two mornings um, just to take care of some like HR stuff. Like I, I'm fortunate slash unfortunate in my day job in that I work, I manage a dental office per OSHA and HIPAA regulations. I can't take 
I can't quote unquote work from home. I right. can't take people's personal documents home and like enter checks from home. Like right. I don't have that luxury. If like our office, like, yeah, we're not seeing patients, but we've still got months worth of insurance check payments that have to be entered in and all that kind of thing so that our business does it. It is a small business. It's a 20 person business yeah, I think that it think doesn't about- go under. Plus we have to be there in the, in the event that people are having dental emergencies, we have to be able to field that and refer them to facilities right. that are still open or at least get them like prescriptions to tide them over. Well, and you've got to think about what's, what's necessary and what's not. So Gays going to the bar to commiserate because life is terrible right. is not necessary. We can no. do that. I can do that on Grinder. I can do that on Craigslist. I can do that on Facebook. Yes. What can I not do? Magically make cat litter appear, or you having to to right. run portions of your right. job, or you having to visit clients. Like so, that's why we're not in an outright quarantine. And even if you think about spaces that are like San Francisco, they're still allowing people to go out and do things that are necessary. So go to the grocery store, go seek medical attention. Right. Um, right. Go to As the are we. Right. Our grocery stores. But it was, what I, my point is that it was very like awkward and weird as I like, cause I always, I work only a few blocks from where I live. And so I always walk up Walnut street and the last two mornings, like Walnut street has just been a ghost town and right. like every single store that you walk past has like the same like the same eight by ten exactly sign on the door so until further notice and it's just like it's just creepy and weird and it's like I shouldn't be out here but then it's like it's not like I'm just like running to the cheesecake factory right, exactly. I'm like going to and before I we have some hypocritical in. bullshit statements there are less than ten of us here in this room none of us are ex- exhibiting symptoms right. I don't, There's three I don't of want us to catch here it. Yeah, surrounded I, by 900 wigs. Right. So and we're perfectly safe. Let's talk because I have read some shit about the fact that Taboo still had Evie Oddly on Sunday night. And a lot of people thought that that was irresponsible. And I know there was some talk between some of us in the dressing room that we kind of were uncomfortable, like either being there or uncomfortable even promoting it because it was at that time it was going against what was being recommended that everyone do. And to that, I can only say is that you have to, at some point think about it from the business end of drag in that a, that was taboo's 10th anniversary weekend. They had spent all this money and time and promotion on it to have this all fall on the same thing. That was unfortunate. Evie Oddly is the current reigning RuPaul's Drag Race superstar. She's not inexpensive. Whether or not we had that show Sunday night or not, she was still going to get paid. Right, exactly. So that I don't know exactly what her booking fee was, but I'm gonna guess somewhere between five and ten thousand dollars. Probably. So that money would still have been paid to her whether or not we had the show or not. If the venue shuts down the tickets become null and void. So you have right. to, you're in addition to paying out money to someone that's not giving you any type of revenue in return, you're refunding all of the money that you have coming in to pay for the person and the local performers. Right, right. We all got paid a very fair booking fee as well to do just one number with like a three and a half minute limitation because Taboo wanted to take care of the entertainers that had made their business so successful over the years. So right. while, yeah, it was a tough position to be in, I can understand why they made that decision. 
and left it up to like no one held a gun to your head to but, go see Evie Oddly. And if you, if but, you look at the rest of Philadelphia, though, like restaurants didn't announce closings until until it, Monday. Until, until Monday. Monday. So mm-hmm. it, it, whether you think it's irresponsible or not, it was probably the more high profile gig or situation in the community. Right. It doesn't mean any other place was shuttered because they weren't. Right. No, none of them were closed. And I had to. I was out Saturday night uh, after Dave was over. I went over to Taboo, and Onyx was there. And I asked her, I said, are you still doing the show tomorrow night? Um, we, I don't remember the exact conversation that we had, but she said they had talked to Evie, and Evie was like, well, unless you guys tell me I can't come, I'm coming. Something oh, she that flat effect. out said she was looking so forward to this gig because it was the first time she was doing new material in months because she's been doing that Vegas residency for two months now where they're, oh, doing, right. I forgot about they're doing the same show Every single yes. night. So if you imagine you're doing two numbers with the same two costumes every single night, yeah. like it's theater. I mean, it's it's like you're doing it is it's, theater. Yeah. You're so sh- the fact that she was like able to go to a new space with a new venue. Do she said she made two new mixes that she'd been like wanting to do. So I think she was really excited to do something creatively fulfilling outside of just doing the same shit that she'd been doing just the last year. So, she was super excited to be here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, well... Yeah, and she was a sweetheart. Shout out to Evie Oddly. She's, yeah, she really she was. was definitely a sweetheart. Yeah. She was great in the dressing room. She was thankful to be there. She was thankful that the event still happened. The people that came all said it was a really great show. I got really great feedback about it, even though I don't recall the <laughs> end of the evening. <laughs> so I might have taken advantage of the fact that I knew I didn't have to work the next morning. <laughs> I didn't necessarily have to work the next morning. I, I was working for a friend of mine to help them finish up because they were worried that it was like, okay... The impending doom of, like, everything is going to get shut down. So I went and did some work for somebody to finish up their stuff. And sure enough, while I was there, that's when the announcement happened that everything is being closed by 5 o'clock yesterday. So Nice. Yeah, it all worked out. Yeah. Do we have any more questions? Uh, just one more. Um, and it's from the real C- I Am The Real Cesario again. What is keeping you sane right now? Question mark. What is I, keeping each of you sane during this well, period? For me, that we're like, in? I decide. Like, for me, I'm a sales rep by day, so I make my own schedule. Everything I do is based on on where and what I'm doing at the time. So this is a little bit weird because normally I plan to have time off. So as of yesterday, I'm like, okay, I know at least for the next two weeks I'm not traveling because none of my accounts want to see me. I decided, well, it's spring. I'm gonna spring clean the house. I started three costumes mm, probably a year and a half ago that I've never finished. So I'm like, we're going to work on that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to clean my wigs, clean my brushes. I'm going to just do stuff and, and probably create some stuff that I haven't worked on in a while. And maybe I won't do any sort of live feeds uh, because I really appreciate what Sutton put out yesterday on Facebook. True, about, I like, did want to mention that. Um, I, I too, I have a day job where I'm lucky and privileged enough that I don't, ne- I don't rely on drag for any sort of an income. Um, I don't want to take away from what anyone's doing because it's helping them. I don't want right. to take away from what they need. Uh, I might do a look and put it up as a photo. I will not do anything live, but I'm just going to. And like I said earlier, I found this hot YouTube guy who does yoga. I'm going to do yoga in my living room with this hot YouTube guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jatemish? What, um, what are you doing to keep yourself sane? Uh, I'm Alcohol? <laughs> well, okay, so no, first of all. <laughs> Those? Um, al- alcohol is, is second on the list. Uh, no, uh, cleaning, I think, really centers me. It's, it's a weird situation. 
Um, but also, I am a kind of a huge closet nerd where I love video games, and I have plenty of role-playing games that are video games that I can Me play. Too. And they Me have too. they have like four hundred hour play well, times. I have nothing to add to this conversation. <laughs> so like, I, I it's basically like a, a, a live action book that you to see play out. Yeah, uh, and you get to make all the choices. So it's like choose your own adventure, but with like. I'm really convinced the only reason I survive on the road as a sales rep is because I play video games in the hotel room. Yeah, so that uh, and porn. But anyway, like, video. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. Either a couple things I want to finish up and 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 kind of uh, polish for drag when drag does come back, um, which I'm excited about, and I'm sure everyone else is too. So, <laughs> how about you, Beth? Um, well, I, I I did wash my makeup brushes yesterday. Um, I. I'm looking at it as I've, I've made two separate statuses in the last two weeks where it's like, ugh, I need a vacation. Like, this may not have been the vacation that I wanted. Right. But it is, I'm looking at it as the quote-unquote vacation that I've been given and the fact that I can catch up on rest. Like you, I'm working on a costume piece that I've had, like, an idea for that I yeah. haven't really had a chance to do just because of lack of time. I know there's some mixes that I want to do. Um in preparation for upcoming gigs. Um, I'm going to probably go to my parents uh, in Maryland this weekend and stay there for a couple. My my mother, shout out to Judy. We uh, love Judy. It took my mother no less than 24 (laughs) hours to be like, oh, you don't have anything to do? Why don't you come home and we'll work (laughs) on the basement? AKA the thing that she's been begging me to do for the last 20 years to come get my shit out of her basement. She's like, well, why don't you come home this weekend? We'll go through some stuff in the basement. I'm like, okay, fine, mom. I'll come home. We'll go through some stuff in the basement. So I'm going to do that. Um, And yeah, just kind of taking an opportunity to kind of like decompress from all of the stress. Uh, March was, was really busy for me. April was gearing up to be really busy. I don't know what's going to occur in April and what's not going to. I had two birthday shows lined up, which kind of sucks. Um, but I'm, I'm hopefully, fingers crossed, that something might still be able to be done with those because my birthday's in April. I was, we were, uh, it was going to be my first time because Bird Events now does drag all in Spirit of Philadelphia. That was going to be my first time. Cruise. The first weekend in April. It's like, mm, probably not going to happen now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean... Someone I saw an Instagram status or was like our like our grandparents like had to fear like being called to in the draft to go to war. Yep. We can sit in our apartments for two The least weeks. we could do is sit on our couch for two weeks. Yeah. It's yes. not, like, it's we'll not survive. a horrible thing. We'll yes. survive. So um so to wrap things up, I figured it might be fun to just recommend maybe it doesn't have to be a book or a movie or just something, something that maybe I like I made a Facebook list of like movies that I yep, thought that I all that, yeah. like baby gays because I've always I'm always quoting something and like shout out to fucking Stephanie Steele and that queen they're like I don't know what that is <laughs> I'm like watch this goddamn movie Linda it's on Netflix I have the goddamn Blu-ray come get it um, so I made a list but I thought it might be fun for just if the if our listeners are looking for something to either watch or it can be. Something to watch, something to read, something to listen to, something that maybe you could recommend someone to pass the time as we're all on our little uh, uh, forced hiatus from each other. Well, I'll let our guests go first. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was, and I just, I, I, I read that they just wrapped filming season five of The Expanse, which I have, which I started watching 
when it was on the Sci-Fi Network, I kind of dropped off. I don't know why I dropped off, but I dropped off of watching it. And then now that it's on Amazon, and I, I binged it and got up to the fourth season, I, I became so obsessed with. So if you're into science fiction, and if you're into science fiction that isn't like, I'm like an alien with five arms and blah, blah, blah. If you want real science fiction that is like, oh, this probably will happen at some point in the future, this is a show. It's called The Expanse. It's on. It's now on Amazon. Uh, season four came out in December. Season five, I'm not sure when it's going to come out. But it's a great, great binge watch. And some of the characters, the best character is, I can never pronounce her name, that she was the president of, you know, uh, uh, um... Of Earth. Uh, what was her name? Um, she was the secretary of the United secretary like, of Nations. Of, yeah, something, something. Yeah, I, yes. for, I forget her name, but the, the show is... I don't have anything to add to this. <laughs> the show is really, really good. Um, What's it called? The Expanse? The Expanse, yes. Um, and I thought you were going to take the other one that I, that I am going to recommend, which was The Magicians, which I was also never... done in the sci-fi. So all four, all four of the past seasons are on Netflix right now. Um, season five is their last season and that's currently airing. So you've got about 50 episodes. That's about 50 hours worth of content there. Very, very smart. It's like Harry Potter meets like, uh, total recall. Uh, so like there, it's, it's not, it's not like, it's not, it's not like, it's not like, I agree with that. Wing lard and belly of the where things float and people turn into frogs, like people explode and shit. And it's, it's, it's intense. So like graphic violence warning. But um, oh, oh, same with Expanse because it's, it's a very well done show. With the Expanse, there there's a scene in the in the first season that sort of even shocked me, where they made the the reality of what it is to be in space and not have gravity, and when someone bleeds out, it's like oh oh, that's really gross. Yeah, there's there's some graphic <laughs> content in both of the shows, so if if that's not your wheelhouse, yes. Uh, the new Before Picard Warned. show is really good. The, the, it, the new Picard show. It's oh the, yeah, it's I've the, been wanting to watch. I it's seen oh, it it's done it. so well. I've heard Cause it's the, good. Because the love of my life, Deanna Troy, is on that show. Oh, that episode's so good. I can't. Is say she only on one episode? I can't say anything. I love. <laughs> I can't For say those, I've, I'm sure I've said this before. When I was when I was a teenager, I was quote unquote in love with Counselor Deanna Troy, a.k.a. I just really liked her hair and I wanted her. I wanted her <laughs> her like costumes. She was a good character though. Yeah. So. Um, anything else to recommend? Oh, God. Uh, I consume a lot of content. Uh, the Boys on Amazon is a dark take on superheroes and the, the commercialization of superheroes. So that's a, it's a... I've heard of this, but I haven't seen it It's very good. Um, again, very graphic. As you can tell, I have very graphic tastes. Oh, well, speaking of that, on Netflix, it's Love and Robots. Is that what it's called? Oh, very good. Yes. yes. If you like anime of any sort, Japanese style anime. Well, I didn't realize we were turning this into a nerd podcast. <laughs> Sorry, nerds. In you the world. asked, Linda. <laughs> didn't realize. Guess Love I'm and just... Robots on Netflix is uh, just short, uh, short anime movies uh, of different styles of anime revolving around love, death, robots. It is. It can be super graphic. It also can be incredibly beautiful. Some of the beauty. Some of the the. Uh, Shorts were so beautiful. I was just like, it caught me. Ooh, I was the, just like, the oh. San Junipero episode of Black Mirror. Just watch that. That's beautiful. You will cry. It's amazing. No, Black Mirror is really good. It's an hour yeah. and a half long. It's I literally a, a, a movie. Whale. What do you, what do you recommend? <laughs> what do you Whale. recommend? Um, I will say that if anyone has um, on demand 
Um, I'm currently watching it again, but I saw it in the movie theater. Um, they finally put Bombshell out um, on demand for rental or to buy, which is the movie that's all about the Fox News, Roger Ailes allegations with Charlize Theron and Nicole Kidman. And I personally, I'm like a documentary person and slash like dramatizations of right. actual events. Like I, for a long time, was obsessed with that movie Game Change where Julianne Moore plays Sarah Palin because she's like, Uncanny in that I role. I haven't seen it, but I know what you're um, talking about. The yes. one with um, Carrie Washington as Anita Hill is also really, really good called Confirmation. They're both on HBO. Uh, but this movie's called um, Bombshell, and it's really good. It's a little hard to watch because it has to deal with the Me Too movement and sexual harassment, but it's a really, really good movie, and um, I never thought I would feel sympathy for Megyn Kelly, but I actually do <laughs> a little bit in it. Um, as far as streaming goes, uh, I know I put it on Facebook a couple weeks ago, but like um, Amazon now has made both seasons of The Comeback with Lisa Kudrow available, which was an HBO series that if you like shows like Schitt's Creek or The Office where it's like awkward, uncomfortable humor, like Val- uh, Lisa Kudrow as Valerie Cherish was doing that. The first season was filmed in like 2004. What's it about? It's Lisa Kudrow, like literally two years after she ended... Friends. She did this series with with Michael Patrick King, who had just finished Sex and the City, and it's about a washed-up TV star named Valerie Cherish, who um, gets a really shitty role on, like, a network comedy series, but they make her... It's back when, like, reality shows were first starting to happen. They make her film a reality show called The Comeback, where it's her fighting to become a star again, and she just goes through public humiliation one right after the other, and it's all, like, filmed for this fake reality series. And she talks to the camera, and you can just, like... You can just see her inner monologue on her face the entire time and just, like, the embarrassing shit that she goes through. It only lasted one season, and they canceled it because it was kind of back when HBO was just, like, The Sopranos, Sex and the City, True Blood. Uh, It was before, like, it kind of blew up, and it got such a cult following that they ended up bringing it back almost, I think it was 12 years later because it was originally the first series was in 2004, and then the series return was in 2016. They did, like, eight more episodes. And Lisa Kudrow was in and, they, and they brought back the entire cast. Okay. And it kind of, like, shows how her life had changed. It's so fucking good. And it's really funny. And that's on uh, Amazon Prime now. And I'm a big podcast person as well. Um, I love Willamette, Alaska's podcast, Race Chaser, um, which, if you're not listening to it, they recap weekly episodes of Drag Race. But they also have a Friday episode called Hot Goss where they talk about political things and current events. Um, last week's episode talked about the whole Sherry Pie situation. I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that whole situation on the last episode of the podcast, so I don't want to give it too much okay, air, but do you have too much power. Do you point. have anything to add to that? I, it's probably the same sentiment that that everyone else is saying. It, the, the only thing the first thing that comes to mind is that Tyra Banks meme of like we were rooting for you. Like that, uh, like I am, yeah. it, it's, it's, well, I, it is, it is interesting. And I'm, I didn't, cause I've worked with her and I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm like, it, it's just like, I didn't care for her when I worked for her. And I said that in the previous episode, I, uh, my experiences with her were very positive. I, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't, I don't, didn't have anything negative to say about her. And now I'm just sort of like, I look at, I, when I watch the, the season, I'm sort of like, Oh, Okay. I, I will don't know say, how I feel. Like, I don't know what to I will feel. say, and um, Vinchelle showed us this in the dressing room Sunday night at the Taboo show. Um, her roommate, Nick, um, found some site where 
they found, I don't know if they were, I can't remember if it was other like market, basically the editing of the episodes before the whole controversy and the editing up of, of the episodes, current already aired episodes afterwards, and they have greatly diminished her appearances on the episode. I'm not surprised. Like cutaways to her and um, the talking head interviews have all been replaced with other queens. Like obviously in episodes like this past week's episode where spoiler alert, she won the week. She had to, I mean, you can't cut around that, that. but they are at least, it seems trying to minimize it as much as possible. And if you look at, if you watch uh, the pit stop with Bob, who's on, who's hosting the pit stop right now. Yeah, they cut her out completely. There's, there's, the only time they reference her is if she happened to have either won a mini challenge or won that challenge. Um, And it's, it's, it's a shame. Well, it's just going to be very interesting to see what happens as the season progresses, because I think I said it last episode, they, from what they said on Race Chaser, is that when they go into the season, not every episode is completely finished editing. They kind of mold and shape the remainder of the seasons based on how the audience reacts to certain people. So they have the ability to minimize or diminish her, even though we all kind of know that she goes straight through to the end. But it'll be interesting to see how much of her they get rid of because they pretty much have to. And they should. I mean, I'm sorry. Like I, oh, yeah. despite the fact that I have a positive experience with her personally, like I don't condone anything that yeah. that she has done. Like yeah. it's it's horrible. Yeah. All right. So we're coming up on about 52 minutes. So maybe we should wrap things up. Anything else you all would like to say or add? Well, <laughs> normally in this part of your podcast, you're like. Plug your shit. Well, yes. guess what? We have nothing to plug. Yeah. I feel like making, like, I always make, like, a month calendar. It's just going to be like, here's my April bookings. And it's just going to be, like, a blank sheet. <laughs> I was thinking of that walking over here. I was just like, well, we're all out of work. Well, you can tell, where can they find you on social media? <laughs> I am, uh, I am on Instagram, the lady E underscore official. Uh, oh, she official. Well, okay. I had to do it that way no because... No blue check marks yet, honey. Well, no, the reason I... No, no blue check marks, she but the reason I had to do that with my name is because somebody already took Lady E. I was like, okay, thanks, bye. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anything else? Uh, do you have a Venmo if anyone wants to throw uh, Venmo is uh, the Lady E. The Lady E. Yes. Jatemish? Uh... Side Eye Shade on most social platforms. Uh, Venmo is Jeremiah-Spoon. I will say that I am also lucky enough to have a day job, so if anybody does feel inclined to Venmo me, I will be forwarding that money onto performers, bar staff, uh, wait staff that are currently affected by uh, not having a job because their uh, place of employment are currently And closed. I will do the same thing. If you want to Venmo me, it's going to somebody else. I'm not going to keep the money. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't need it. If you feel the need to send it my way, I'm going to pass it on. I've already made a few donations today to a few performers. So uh, love this community. Love being a part of this community. So let's continue to support the community. Yes. Well, now if I don't say I'm donating mine, I guess I'm an asshole. Okay. <laughs> I'll decide how much based on how much a fucking... I'm just kidding. Um, you can find me on Instagram at It's Bev Bitch. Uh, Venmo as well is It's Bev Bitch. Um, we've said that in previous episodes. Um, thank you all for tuning in and listening to another exciting episode of the podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. We are going to be hopefully putting out new content pretty regularly as we all grow more and more um, uh, restless in our in our in our <laughs> in our confinement in our con- confinement our home our what home, quarantine what is it house arrest under house well, arrest, we're all under yeah. house arrest all right until next time bye bye, bye. bye.